Welcome to High Gluttony. I'm Gretchen. And I'm Becca. And today we are making twice baked butternut squash with Parmesan cream and bacon, mushroom bacon, (laughs) and pecans. The original recipe is from Epicurious, but we made so many alterations that we're going to be releasing our own version of this (laughs) recipe. And then because I'm a vegetarian, we substituted bacon on the twice-baked squash for this bacon, mushroom bacon. And that, Gretchen calls it a method in the episode because it's not so much a recipe as just sort of like two paragraphs of description. And this comes from Bon Appetit's blog, Healthy-ish. Or at least that's what we assume it is because it seems to be part of Bon Appetit, but it uh, also has its own title up it. So we're assuming it's a sub, sub, or he's going to call it a subreddit, but that's not right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, world level. What do you think? Well, I never really got the whipped cream part of it, but maybe just like two. Let's say two, just because it's got um, a little bit of some complicated steps. Uh, And especially with making the mushroom bacon as part of it. Right. Mm, that was so good. As we mentioned, we made some alterations. Just uh, even the the original recipe was a like candied bacon hazelnut topping. And we were just like, mm, get rid of that. But we did bring in the Parmesan whipped cream, which was uh, not as easy as we were hoping it was going to be. <laughs> I had a really hard time with it. <laughs> Twice. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, and this, this may be because we added more cheese to it than the recipe recommended and so I didn't think that would make as much of a difference but I have a feeling it may have made a bigger difference than we thought either that or really doing it with an electric mixer is the way to go we both chose to do it by hand because we didn't feel like getting our mixers out (laughs) but we learned that might have been an error (laughs) Well, I still, one of the reasons too, I didn't want to get the big KitchenAid out for this was because it's only about a cup of liquid. And I didn't think that my paddle would reach low enough. So it didn't even feel like the KitchenAid was really an option. And so this became a long, long process of trying for for me, at least to try to whip it. It took Gretchen a little while too, in terms of just getting the temperature right. But then she just knocked it out as soon as she got it cold enough (laughs) and there I was still mixing and mixing and mixing yeah so yeah definitely make sure you get your parmesan cream chilled down because that made a huge difference as far as the whipping goes so really we learned we learned a couple lessons definitely oh and I ended up adding too much cream to one of my my squash because I decided to do an experiment of toasting the squash shell before filling it with the the squash filling just to see what that did which didn't really do as much as I was hoping probably because I basically just like put it in the oven for 10 minutes and then got it out I think if I'd toasted it a little harder it might have made a bigger difference but I did not so (laughs) that more more mad Gretchenist experiments required I guess exactly I think my biggest takeaway though was this making I loved it and I'm going to use it all the time now on everything. Well, I'm, I'm excited to experiment with it with some other mushrooms, but I'd like to, I would like to try to do it with some King mushroom or King trumpet mushrooms, like with that nice thick stem 
so you can really get some good sized pieces going. And so like for your purposes where you want to make like a, a well, it would be a MLT, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Making lettuce, tomato. Bacon, lettuce, tomato. <laughs> it would be good for that purpose. So uh, at some point I will conduct that little experiment and, and we'll, we'll put some posts up about it. I'm sure maybe not a whole episode, but just a, a little nugget of info. I, I was also like, if you take out the, the candied bacon and hazelnut thing that you make, it makes this recipe a lot easier. And so, you know, and, and really the, the Parmesan whipped cream is just fancy. So like not really essential to do. You could get away with just basically filling them with like a squash filling and then not even worrying about doing like a whipped topping. Uh, or could you just get whipped cream and pour extra Parmesan on top of the like squash when it comes out of the oven and then throw the whipped cream on top of it at the end? <laughs> Well, I probably wouldn't get like store-bought whipped cream, but I, sure. because it would have sugar in it. So, I mean, that, that might not be bad. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not into the idea, really. <laughs> you know, I always like to have that control over how something tastes, but hey, I, I would love to hear about it if somebody <laughs> with it. And yeah, what else? What else? We are showing a video of probably the trickiest part of it and that will be Gretchen scooping out the shells yeah right and then refilling them yeah and I mean really if you've made a white baked potato before (laughs) the concept well we'll have some sort of video accompaniment to this so check that out on youtube and as always, we'll have the recipes we use and then our versions up on highgluttony.com. And our Instagram is where we're sharing lots of photos and then again, more videos. So don't forget to check all that out. Yeah, don't forget to like and subscribe on many of the socials. <laughs> and yeah, and enjoy this week's High Gluttony. Have fun. I just nearly pooed myself. I thought I hadn't hit record. And I was like, oh my God, if I didn't hit record. <laughs> everything's all set over here it's raining really hard outside is it Mm -hmm. it feels nice and wintry (laughs) well not quite as wintry as snow but no that's supposed to happen in the next few days though i think maybe tomorrow i think it'll be interesting to have the addition of garlic with the the mushroom and on the mushroom bacon my Garlic ended up just being like a little bit of a mush pile. <laughs> yeah, that's what, what happens with grated garlic. Oh, okay. Oh, that's... I've never grated it before. Oh, well, there you go. Trying no, something no. every fucking time. So yeah. I did salt and pepper, my olive oil on my dried mushrooms. Okay. Then guys out. I got a smaller sheet pan for my dried ones so that I could keep them separate. Itchy fingers. <laughs> Gotten to, I got a little cut on the back of my hands and ooh, ouch but making it itch a little bit now i'm going to toss my fresh mushrooms with my so i put a, a bit of salt and pepper on there a little bit of olive oil and the gar the rest of the garlic and i two i basically did two large cloves of garlic on this because i think the original thing said three right it did should i read it real quick what it yeah yeah but um i can read it because i've got this all okay. 
my my fresh mushrooms. I have too many. I'm not going to be able to fit them all on this sheet pan. Oh, oh well. <laughs> There'll be more space as they dehydrate a little bit. All right, I'm popping my my uh, my tray of fresh ones in, and I will read our basic method for our mushroom quote unquote bacon. It's really, it's just going to be mushroom crispy things. <laughs> so today we are doing for our complete dish. We're doing twice-baked butternut squash. This is a recipe from Epicurious. I did this a few years ago for Thanksgiving uh, originally, and I did their original version, which had candied bacon. But when I did it, I felt like bacon didn't really add much to it. So that goes a vegetarian. We are making some little crispy mushrooms. I'm using shiitakes. Are you also using shiitakes? I am using shiitakes. I ended up getting the pre-sliced ones. So I've just got these nice, long, little, even strips here. All right. Sounds good. So our, our first step is going to be to get our mushroom, quote unquote, bacon going. Our, our, or did we decide we were going to call it Macon? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our mushroom bacon. Our Macon. 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 As in Georgia, which we like Georgia today. <laughs> Georgia's been on our mind. Georgia. <laughs> Is on our mind. <laughs> close to the song, but we're going to move past that right into uh, our basic mushroom bacon method. Right. But real quick, we're saying that because we're celebrating the announcement today that Joe Biden is officially announced as president-elect. So when you hear this, this will be way old news in the cycle, but that's where we're at right now. Yeah. And who knows where we'll be in, in by the time this is released on November 20th. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 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 They have burned down, but uh, <laughs> we're celebrating. But we're making, making. We're making, making. <laughs> so we both took basically, well, so how much mushrooms did you end up using? I have no idea how much I, I did. I have about two thirds of a pound. Oh, great. Not a problem. Yeah. So yeah. Little method. I'm going to call this a method because it's not really a okay. Because we were both looking at the place where we found this, which was on Bon Appetit. And we'll link that in our blog post that goes with this this episode. So it takes about a pound of mushrooms. Now, you can use shiitakes like we're using, or you can get pre-sliced button mushrooms, use creminis, kind of up to you. What do you think about mayatakis? I have some dried mayatakis that I thought about rehydrating to use for this, but I didn't know if they'd be too thin to hold up to baking that long. What do you think? I think they just bake for a shorter amount of time. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, you can make it with any mushroom. <laughs> you can. I, Cause I was at the farmer's market this morning, standing in front of the, the mushroom guy stall since I hadn't been there in a while and was thinking, oh, he's got king trumpet mushrooms today. And I was like, maybe I should get some king trumpets and make those. And then I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I've already got two types that I'm trying. I'm trying a dehydrated and a regular. Let's not throw in a third type just for fun. Yeah. I, Mad Gretchen is cubed. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't need to make my life any harder. It was hard enough to get people <laughs> to record today as it was without adding in a whole other, whole other thing. <laughs> so if you're using a pound of mushrooms, which is the recommended amount for this methodology, you toss them with half a cup of olive oil. Three cloves of garlic, which grated on a microplane, which we both did. And as Becca pointed out, kind of turns it into a bit of a, a mushy, mushy pile, basically. Yeah. 
Yeah, this was the first time I'd graded it. And I was like, is this supposed to look like this? I don't <laughs> Gretchen? <laughs> Just nope. mush? It's right. Yeah, mush. Mush is about right. And a few sprigs of thyme or rosemary, which I didn't use any of either of those two things. So. Uh, oh, well. I'm glad you said that when you did, because I just laid all mine out on parchment and I'm now staring at my time sitting in the corner unused. I think you could all be sprinkling that on top. Throw that (laughs) top there. Yeah. Sounds like a good plan. (laughs) I might just take some dried stuff out of the cupboard and throw it over the top or something. But uh, Mm. to toss all those that together, you can also add red pepper flakes. I didn't uh, do that. I should have, but yeah, I don't doing that now. <laughs> oh, Becca, Becca's Becca's going full full speed on uh, on that and bringing bringing in and all the ingredients, bringing in all the ingredients that are recommended, and then yeah, doing it live, doing it live, <laughs> evenly on a sheet tray after you've tossed it up and bake it 350 degrees for 45 minutes to an hour. So. I did not even remotely set a timer, so I'm just going to have to pay more attention to what I'm, what my mushrooms look like. <laughs> 45 minutes says you will have medium crisp mushrooms where an hour will get you dark to almost burnt. So, okay. Mine just went in 45 minutes on the clock. On the clock. All right. Step one complete. Step one complete. And I forgot to get high. So Oh, okay. So absolutely. step zero wasn't even complete. He didn't even get to step one. Step zero. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we've got that done. Um, and okay. So my cream is going because we've decided that's the next thing we were going to take care of is our Parmesan cream. That's part of our twice baked butternut squash. Now the, the original recipe, they had you put, do half of the cream with Parmesan. Uh, we've decided in our infinite wisdom of things that are delicious to go <laughs> the full two cups that the rest, well, we probably aren't even going to use that much because I don't know if either of us have that much squash, but we'll deal with that later. We're going to the point. Yeah. Every, every, all the cream is going to get put mixed with Parmesan and that's going to go into our, some of that cream is going to go into the squash mixture for our second bake. And then half of that is going to get whipped up as whipped cream. You go on top of us. Wait, real quick. So I'm putting two cups to heat up right now or one cup of heavy cream? One cup is probably fine. One cup. Also do one cup, mix in your Parmesan, and then use the other cup to help cool it down a little bit more quickly. Okay. And then we'll have another cup later for the whipped cream. Right, right. So we'll use So we're doing three cups total. Nope. Two cups. Two cups. We're going to do two cups and we're going to infuse all of it with Parmesan and we'll take half, half goes in the squash before we bake it. But, and then, right. And then half, half, the other half is used for whipped cream. But you said pour half in now, pour, pour one cup in, pour my Parmesan in and then add the other cup to cool it down. Yes. But that's the two cups then. But then what do I use for whipped cream later? We're going to use the Parmesan cream. We're whipping the Parmesan cream. But the, but the Parmesan is in both steps. What are you talking about? Hold on a second. Okay, I'm confused. No, the Parmesan only goes in one step, okay? Well, okay, can I, re- so real quick, let me tell you what I'm, why I'm thinking this. 
Okay. It says, meanwhile, heat one cup of cream in a medium pot, reduce and whisk, add cheese. And then later you do the same thing again, but you don't heat it up and you add the rest of the cheese. Add the rest of the cheese into the mix. Oh. Right. Oh, I missed something vital when we were talking about it on Wednesday. I thought you put all of the cheese into the Parmesan cream and that that didn't go into the interior of the squash. I thought you just meant we were going to double the Parmesan and use all of it first in this mix and then later just use a cup, like the half of it in the whipped cream part. I didn't realize. No. So basically to get the Parmesan mixed into the cream so that you can whip it properly, you have to melt the Parmesan into the cream. I did not realize that. Okay. So we didn't need two cups of uh, Parmesan then. Unless we just really want to put two cups of Parmesan in. Did you only do, you only did? I only did one. Good. Okay. But I, okay. Don't, don't do any more. You don't need more. Okay. I don't think we're doing. I have it all out still. Cause I was like, I guess I'm going to have to create another one, but I'm not going to create it unless I don't have to. So. <laughs> no, I missed something vital when we were reading this before. I missed the part about quarter cup of cheese going into the. <laughs> I missed that step. I did not realize <laughs> all the Parmesan went into the cream for whipping. So. And you, like them, thought, no, no, no. We also need it in the whipped cream. <laughs> That's not going to work for us. <laughs> I forgot that it, I didn't realize it went into the, as I said, this was a couple of years ago that I did this. As <laughs> some of the Parmesan went into the filling anyway, and that we didn't need to melt it. God damn it. No, I didn't. Okay. I didn't need to warm all of this up. Okay, so I okay, I gotta warm mine up. So a cup is going in. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's warm, so I'm gonna try this. Because I don't I don't really want it to be hot. I'm uh-huh. only gonna, I'm only putting a cup in because I maybe I'll add some more of that parmesan that I grated up later. And now I'm gonna whip this together. All right. So even when I read the recipe, I don't read the full recipe. <laughs> <laughs> Getting so annoyed with myself with not being able to read instructions. Well, do you want to start over? No, I feel well, like we don't have to. <laughs> we don't have to. Um, okay, it's just not as authentic as me fucking up and then <laughs> reconsider what the fuck I'm doing over here. So let's be true to ourselves, and you know, <laughs> there will never be a time when I'm going to get this all a hundred percent right right off the get go. So we're heating up one cup of heavy cream a quarter cup of Parmesan cheese, and that's kind of it for this step, right? Right. Oh, have we said that we cooked the squash already? I don't think we did, no. Due to time constraints and not wanting this to be a five-hour podcast, uh, (laughs) we already cooked the squash. So the initial step for your your twice-baked butternut squash, you're going to have two squash. You got a five-pound and a three-pound uh, I think Becca and I are both using smaller squash for this right now because we don't need this for a holiday meal just yet. <laughs> split, split your squash in half. We roasted those ahead of time. Now, my squash were quite a bit smaller. The recommended time for the five pound squash was one and a half hours. And then the medium squash, which was supposed to be about three pounds, was an hour. My squash ended up being, uh, one of them was two, uh, basically two pounds and the other one was one pound and six ounces. And it only took about a half an hour for them to cook fully. So 
I, so how yours took about 45 minutes is what you said, right? Well, so mine were, mine were just under five and just, well, no, about four and a half. And then I think about three, Okay. I put them in for an hour and didn't even think about checking them. I just assumed I would take the small ones out at an hour and leave the other ones in for a half an hour. And so at one hour though, they were all pretty caramelized and very soft. Yeah. So they probably are a little overcooked. Because essentially we're going to hollow them out, hollow out one of the squash. You can just get rid of the other one and put basically mashed squash into the the squash shell. There'll be videos for this that'll make it (laughs) than me trying to explain it right now. <laughs> We're scooping all the insides out, mixing them up and putting them in with something else. <laughs> yes, indeed. So I'm a little worried that the shell might be a soft. And I remember you saying it's a little bit of a conundrum with these because they tell you to poke the outside skin with the squash. You do bake them middle down. So the skin's on the outside and then poke the outside with a fork. And I remember you saying, Gretchen, that I think it does allow for even cooking, but it also weakens the shell. Slightly. I mean, so the squash that I picked up today at the farmer's market, in my opinion, is truly feels like it has a more uh, thick skin than the Mm. one from Whole Foods a couple weeks ago that I'm using as the secondary squash. Okay. I think it might also depend on the variety because there are different species of butternut squash that be a species family uh, family there's a the, the there's a vendor at the napa farmer's market called sun tracker farm and they have these really cool which i did stand there and think about getting these like ugly ugly butternut squash relative starts with an r but i don't remember it's like ragamuffin or something like they're very hideous looking but <laughs> quite large and they're a type of butternut squash. So I'm like, wow, that'd be kind of cool to do. But I was like, no, I just, they were huge. They're huge. Mm. Like, I'm sure <laughs> he's pounds. So <laughs> I did elect not to go, go there, but um, that makes sense. All right. So my, I've got my Parmesan cream off the heat and I've whisked in my Parmesan. Okay. And then I added um, a little bit of the not warmed up cream. And actually, it's like basically all the fat that was on top of my heavy cream that I cut to okay. happen to get that I just added in there. I was like, more fat. More. Yep. Basically, I'm the sort of person that's like, if it can have more fat in it, it should. Speaking of fat, we're, since we're not making bacon, there's one point in this recipe where it says to add the like reserved uh, bacon oil are we just going to use olive oil or substitute an, any other oil uh yeah i might put i don't think they put any butter in here i might substitute some a little bit of butter to go in okay maybe i'll get some butter out i'm gonna put my cream that needs to chill down into the fridge my m- mushrooms are coming along how do you do yours look pretty good at this point Ooh, they're sizzling <laughs> yay they're pretty I still have about half an hour. I have at least that. So we'll, okay. we'll let's a little time travel and uh, <laughs> we'll be back with you in half an hour or so. 
once our our mushroom bacon is done. Megan. 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 <laughs> Wasn't that that commercial for dog food? Oh no, that's it's a dog treat. Megan. Oh, that's right. Megan for bacon. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yep. <laughs> See you in a minute. All right. So we are doing a check on our mushrooms, our, our bacon. It's making time. Making time. I think mine might be there. I think mine are also. Mine went for 45 minutes. Mine went for at least 45 minutes. Okay. So my little, my experiment is, is producing some different results already. Let me get my phone. Yay. Pictures. And I do have a few cremini mushrooms on here. So you will see a couple of creminis on there because I'm just trying to use them up. <laughs> but the, the dehydrated ones are much skinnier. They're a little bit darker. They were also underneath hmm. the ones. So that might've had some. <laughs> uh, well, uh, are I, they uh, moister? No, they're actually, I think they're drier, which is interesting. Hmm. Sort of interesting. Move. I'm chewing. If you can hear me, I'm sorry, but I just had to taste one of these. <laughs> and how does it taste? Well, I got a little teeny end and it's pretty crispy. It does. I mean, it does feel like bacon where some of them are like a little bit burned, which I prefer. And some of them are kind of a little softer. Mm. Mm. Well, like so, because they're going to crisp up as they cool. Do I want to put these back in the oven for a minute or do I want them where they are? I think I want them where they are. I like that little bit of, there's like a little bit of a meatiness to it. And especially because we're also putting pecans on the top. I'm not too worried about like having them be super crisp, but I will be interested to see how they change as they cool down. So I think we need to crank the oven back up to 375 for the next bit. Okay. Yes. And then we're supposed to salt these again, right? The mushrooms once they're out. Oh, I have no idea. Maybe. I hate how that <laughs> it is written. Like I hate it because I can't just. I know. It. Finish with more salt. Oh, mine are pretty salty. When I did oh. my shiitakes, I put mm-hmm. salt into the water so that they did absorb a little bit more salt. Oh, cool. Because that's the one I just ate. I think I was pretty effective. Okay. Well, it kind of tastes like bacon. Yeah. I don't know that like flavor wise, that's really what we're but it's good. This it's, is such a great option for me. Yeah. It's meaty. Don't go into this expecting that tastes like bacon. No, but I think I often crave a BLT. I never really ate pork, but I did sometimes eat bacon. Yeah. And some and I think this would be a nice substitute in a BLT. Well, yeah, especially if you did either like some big king trumpet mushrooms and maybe, ooh, ooh, good idea. Good idea. If you had something that's a little bit less like with a pronounced flavor like a king trumpet do you want to oomph up that come on brain (laughs) that mushroomy flavor like a a little bit more meaty flavor toss with some porcini mushroom powder and then (gasps) a little bit deeper flavor on that isn't that a good idea i have to write it down oh my god i have to write it down oh my god i just had another great idea oh i'm having so many of course you did inspiration i'm gonna the salt i'm gonna sprinkle on the fresh mushrooms i'm gonna use some of my Truffle salt, but I'm trying to decide if I should do black truffle or white truffle. Feeling like white truffle is probably better with this. Can you talk to me about the difference? Are they both really rich? They're both and the difference, 
or one is more rich than the other? So I think white truffle tends to be what I, I would, in my mind, if you say rich, I think white truffle has a little bit more intensity to it. Mm. I don't know if maybe that the lid that comes on this container that I got from Whole Spice might not be. It's not the right corresponding spice lid? No, no. I mean, oh. <laughs> the plastic lid. So it doesn't seal as tightly as I maybe would have liked. Ah, gotcha. I've heard somebody describe black truffle as being a bit more briny, almost. Like, um, I'm not sure what word I really want. Briny doesn't seem right. But Truffles are such a complicated flavor profile. I think for a lot of people, because I, I think I've only had fresh truffles under one handful of times, you know, I don't think it's a thing people come across that often. You were here for Thanksgiving last year, right? Yes. And that's on the handful. I know. No, I was like, am I remembering correctly is more why I was asking that. I don't know. Now I've gone back the other way. I opened the truffle, this white truffle salt and I was like, "Mm, white truffle salt. And I was like, "Mm, black truffle salt. I think I like black truffle a little more on my popcorn. Because I'm just decadent like that. But I think I'm going to go with the white <laughs> mushroom, white truffle on the mushrooms right now. Just because. So you were just smelling them back to back to determine which one you wanted to use. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I think it cut you off. You were saying something about a sweetness. Was I? I don't know. I might have. Cut- I don't know. I thought maybe. <laughs> okay. That's where I'm at today. Oh, man. Anyway. So Anyway. Mushrooms completo. Mushrooms completo. So we're back. Our making is done. And now we are hollowing out the shells of the cooked butternut squash, right? Yes. Um, the okay. one I used to put, put the squash back into to bake for the second time. So I'm, I'm just going to like scrape at it kind of real gently. Uh-huh. Because I think the last time I did it, I ended up like putting the spoon through the side. So I'm just kind of scraping around and hollowing it out real slow. Okay. Can you? Oh, you're not even looking over here. So <laughs> do you need a demo? <laughs> um, I'm just going slow. Okay. So if you want to see what mine, I'm done with my shell if you want to look. Okay. And so you're leaving a little bit of a perimeter. Yeah. want to leave a little bit of perimeter and then your filler squash can just go into the bowl with no regard for where the pill for leaving any in that peel. You want to take as much of it as you can. Okay. Now I've foregone the the spoon and I'm just using my fingers to push the flesh off the. (laughs) (laughs) Cooking with my fingers. Well, you're very, it makes you very connected to the nature of the plant. Yeah. What, another way to interpret that could be, I like making a mess. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I think um, when I did this a couple of years ago, I made, I did this all the way up to filling the shell, like basically up until you bake it, either a day or two days before, and then held okay. it in the fridge. So that's what makes this kind of a really good, like a really good dish is that you can hold on to it for a few days. Like you can make it ahead of time and then it makes a really easy side dish to pull out and finish the day of. Which is always great on a busy day like Thanksgiving. Christmas. Or Christmas or Hanukkah or any sort of gathering. Yes. Or whatever. You just want to make it. <laughs> or if you just want to eat some squash. That's yeah. what I'm doing today. <laughs> I know. All right. So a spoon might be a good idea. That took me forever to get all the flesh off the skin that time. Got it. Now you could almost mix potato. 
speaking of potato, <laughs> you almost make point of this and make a hybrid uh, squash potato type thing too. If you felt like experimenting, you wanted to be your own little mad Gretchenist. Yeah, always be a mad Gretchenist. <laughs> oh, I, I was thinking it's kind of funny because we did kind of twice baked a version of twice baked potatoes last week, and now we're doing twice baked squash. And I think when we were planning this month out, we probably must have just been really hungry for fall <laughs> side dishes. Well, yeah, that that is, I'm sure that could be true. Well, I, I think also just because we were, hold on, I'll stop talking for a second while I'm preparing my aluminum foil. I actually can't even hear that at all, which is really weird. <laughs> it is weird. It seems like it's so loud. Well, all right. All right, then. So basically, it may, I'm making little uh, aluminum foil boats to put my butternut squash boats into. I was just going to put them on parchment. Should I do the same, though, and put them on a foil shell, a foil boat? I think it does say that. Um, does it? I missed that. Oh, I yep. Okay. Arrange a few pieces. Oh, should we talk through? Should we read through this part? I don't know that we've read <laughs> through any of these steps. And we haven't talked about how we're kind of skipping the sugared bacon part <laughs> well well so basically we'll write our own recipe for this and put it on the blog like we did for the served lemons since we've kind of gone so far off book we might as well make our own recipe <laughs> okay so what we are doing now to finish our squash dish we've scooped our flesh from the large squash into a bowl leaving a half inch border then placing those on a baking sheet or in a rimmed baking dish, I think would even be fine. And then using a little bit of foil just to support the sides because we're going to refill those shells with squash. So I got my shells here, Ooh, kind of thinking of beautiful job. Interesting to put them in the oven and let the like toast them a little bit before I put the squash into them. You're going to toast the shells on their own before putting the mixture back in? I think so. I think so. I'm going to do okay. it because I think the mix okay. should go pretty quick next, right? Okay. So then scoop the medium, I think so. scoop the squ medium squash and then discard the shell using a potato masher or spatula mix in salt, pepper, nutmeg, one tablespoon of butter is what we're going to be doing. And one instead of the bacon fat cream, since our potato or our potatoes, our squash isn't as big as the rest. Well, yours are, I guess, right? You were almost, yeah. So I'm probably not going to add the whole cup of cream because I don't think my squash can support it. <laughs> ah, okay. Give me just a second to make my foil boats. Mm, Parmesan. Yummy, yummy. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Okay. I'm mixing in my salt, my pepper, and my nutmeg. All right. Grater for my nutmeg. Oh my God. I got the cutest little spice grater this week. Ooh, fun. Okay, adding my cream. And I'm just using a spatula to mix this up. Okay. I just realized I have <laughs> pepper in my pepper mill. You don't have any pepper in your pepper mill? Nope. Emptied it. What? A, can you hear this squishing around? Yes, I can. <laughs> Gross. Really dirty. <laughs> yeah. Ew. I'm going to try to do it real quick. <laughs> I'm sorry. The sound. Okay. <laughs> so gross. I can imagine. I'm going to, I'll just be laughing over it the whole time. So. <laughs> My beautiful, delicate little uh, spice grater. Oh, I love this thing. It's worth it. It's worth the money. <laughs> For your nutmeg? Yeah. What else am I putting in here? Cream. 
<laughs> so cream, cheese, sugar, and then chives. About my chives. Can you talk to me about chives a little? Sure. <laughs> what do you want to know? So they're an onion. They are. Right. Except you use different parts for different things. There's like the white part and the green part. And sometimes they seem interchangeable, but sometimes it seems like you have to use a specific part. I mean, chives don't really have a white part. I don't feel like. That very base part? I mean, sort of, but I've never seen a recipe that says that differentiates, but. Oh, really? Maybe I just haven't paid attention because that. (laughs) But yeah, so like the, I thought you were going to talk about using the flowers. Oh, well, that's talk about that too. Most of the time you just kind of use the green parts. And so like chives tend to end up in like basically the herb category more than like the onion category. Not that that's okay. Just because you, it's basically like, you. excuse me. You. Excuse me. The word I'm looking for. Oh, anyway. So, I mean, because you're just using the leafy parts, basically, is kind of what it is. I mean, it's basically like a really tiny little um, green onion top. Yeah, the flowers taste like, have like an oniony taste too, but they're just kind of pretty. So like you can use them as garnish or or on salads as like your, as a different onion option, because they're not as strong as like putting an onion on salad. Mm -hmm. For somebody like you that doesn't really like strong onions. It'd be kind of right. alternative to bring a little bit of that oniony flavor into the equation without being overpoweringly oniony. Got it. I'm not going to end up end up being a lot. I don't know. I feel like this might not fill my shelves. Oh no, I'm I'm still mixing. So there's that gross sound in the background. I'm sorry. Make it together. Yeah. Bring in my butter in, which butter. I wish was a little warmer. I didn't warm mine up either. So well, I'm gonna go ahead. Oh. <laughs> Forgot there was still some chive on my board and just put a bowl on top of it and mashed them into the cutting board. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops, indeed. Whoops, indeed. Whoopsie daisies, as they say on Notting Hill. Ew, this sound is so gross. I don't want to keep mixing it, so I'm going to stop. stop. Yeah. That thought I had about putting these back in the oven in the oven for a minute before I filled them went apparently right out the window because I forgot to do that. <laughs> Should we do that now? I already filled one of mine. I guess I could, oh, got it. I guess it doesn't matter because I have them on two separate pieces of foil. So I've got one that I filled without toasting the shell and then one that I filled with toasting the shell. Oh, I see. Okay. So you have a good comparison. All right. Going in. I'm going to set myself a 10-minute timer. Okay. I'm filling my shell. And this says 20 to 30 minutes and you're doing 10 to just check them? I'm going to do 10 and then get it out. Because I'm toasting that one shell. So I'll have done That's right. once my goes off. Okay. All right. Mine's going in. And I'm going to do 20. Okay. There's a little okay. bit of buttery layer on top of me here. So I'm going to add that into the remaining squash stuff here. Okay. I might be introducing too many variables between the two. I don't know. And we'll find out per use. Yeah. Per the usual way of me doing things, which is too much. <laughs> And I'm, uh, I'm, am candying some pecans because this is a part we skipped, which in the recipe calls for hazelnuts and the bacon to be caramelized with sugar, but I'm just doing a couple of pecans and some sugar. And I just toasted my pecans. 
So that's the difference. And I'm not going to candy because right. I think it ended up being a little sweet for me before. Got it. Oh, I just burned my finger a little bit. I got to turn some water on. Okay. okay. These are hot nuts. <laughs> hot nuts. <laughs> on. It's coming. Hot nutted. Check it in. <laughs> Fever of 103. <laughs> I love it. Couldn't help myself with that. It was, <laughs> it was perfect. Okay, the next step is that we're going to make the sort of whipped cream. And it says using an electric mixer on medium speed or a whisk. Can I just use the whisk then and not get out my KitchenAid? You're just going to have to work for a lot longer. Mm. Okay. I'm just worried that my paddle doesn't reach, like there's not enough liquid for my paddle to reach down low enough. And that, that is definitely something you should consider because if you do that, you may whip parts of it and under whip other parts of it. Right. So I think I'm just going to do the whisk. Are you doing that now? Is that what I see you doing there? Yes. I'm working on okay. it. My, my cheese kind of fell down in my cream to the bottom. And so I'm trying to sort of get a start it's really pretty shiny almost so fun in a, an interesting way that i wouldn't have expected plus i'm gonna have to do this in stages so if i'm right. right once we get to the baking part of this we're pretty much done right all right the bottom of the recipe it does recommend that you only do it two days ahead so, so not not too far ahead then okay. are you going to make anything else with this tonight uh yes i'm going to use uh some boar wild boar chops i hope uh, oh and just sear those up and serve them with it. Mm, mm-hmm. Yum. Oh, shit. I didn't keep any chives back for topping. Oh, well, neither did oh, I. Oh, maybe I have some. Oh. <laughs> of course, I have more that I can chop here. Right. Maybe am I not cold enough yet? I'll put mine back in the fridge for a minute. Okay. But my car baking my shell here is uh, almost done. Okay. Hi, gluttony. <laughs> <laughs> this is really when you need to be high. I'm probably not high enough to do this. No, I'll just get a little more. Oh, I'm waiting for my timer to go off here. Okay, I'm going to join you. I'll be right back. I tell you I hurt my hand last weekend. No, how? I don't know. I don't know. And I like grabbed something and like something in my hand just popped and uh, it really hurt. It still really hurt. I don't know what I did. Oh, Uh, no. Yeah, it's not not cool. That's such a bummer. And it still hurts? Yeah. Ugh. Weird, because it, like, kind of doesn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> Are your medicines working? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, every time, sometimes when I grab things, it just hurts again. And it's kind of, probably need to go see a doctor about it. <laughs> Sounds like maybe, yeah. Just being a big baby. Oh my God, I might have to just, like, double this and put it in the KitchenAid or something. <laughs> Is it not really whipping? It's not thickening, really. Put it back in the fridge for a few minutes. I okay. What was going on with mine? Okay. That's really good. <laughs> the filling? Mm-hmm. Yep. Good. Yep. Yummy. All right. What are we looking at? How are we? Oh, good. Yeah. Looking pretty good. I have about a minute and 50 seconds left. <laughs> I think I put mine on for another full, at least, minutes because I have 16. <laughs> so... Okay. So what are we looking for? So we want it to be warm in the center, at least. 
So it doesn't have to get to a certain temperature just because you don't have anything in there that really needs to be cooked anymore. Unlike when we did the Duchess potatoes where you put egg in it. So you, you at least need to get it to where the egg is cooked. But this, we're probably just looking for a little bit of browning on top. Okay. We can get there. Now, it probably is going to take a little bit longer than 20 minutes just because we our squash was able to cool completely before okay. we did any of this. But I'm not sure. Okay. I'm going to make some white beans and sautéed spinach tonight to go with this. Nice. Yeah. I can find my white beans. White beans. <laughs> I think mine have been in at least, well, at least 10 minutes. So I'm going to stick a thermometer in them and see what the temperature is at right now. Okay. Because I might even throw a little broil on the top of these to get them browned up a little bit. I see. How did that happen? Start with on Celsius, not Fahrenheit. <laughs> so I've got 80, 82 degrees in the center of the one that I baked the shell first and then put the filling in. Okay. And then the one that I put the filling in and then baked it. It's only about five degrees warmer. Oh, this point. Okay, I'm gonna do about six more minutes. Okay, I may end up having to go for some time, but okay, I'm gonna chop up my my pecans. Okay, and maybe I might chop my bacon, my making up a little bit too. Nice. <laughs> well, I really, uh, I might have sent my nuts a little too. They were in the oven just a smidge too long. Oops. They're not unpleasant. They're actually really crunchy, but definitely taking on a bit of a bitter note from the skin. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, no. My pecans, like, caramelize. Oops. Oh, That's not a problem. I guess so. They're kind of, like, brittle. <laughs> oh. Well, I think I've just decided I need to not use these because they're a little too burnt. Oops. Yeah. Mine might be, too. All right. It's like, did I not put them away? <laughs> well, I don't know what I did with them. <laughs> the bag of nuts. Where did they go? Oh, oh I didn't put them away. <laughs> Well, I don't think I put any sugar into my squash. Oh, no. No, no. Oh, well. I didn't find any white beans, and so I'm doing kidney beans. No, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Okay. That's better. I think I'm going to put my, my mushroom, my making back in the oven for a minute. I think they're a little soft. Okay. Get in there. Get in there. I keep needing to buy more garlic powder, and I instead I just keep buying onion powder. But- I have all this extra onion powder and I keep, I'm like almost out of garlic powder. You're like, what am I going to do with all of this onion powder? Exactly. So I was smoking my new batch of our new harvest of blueberry today. How was it? Really nice. What did it taste like? There wasn't much flavor to it at the moment. Ah, got it. Yeah. Getting weed to taste really good is not necessarily my forte. (laughs) Well, you grow it successfully, so. I grow it successfully, but like, I'm sure there are like tips and things, like things you can do to like make your stuff taste better. I'm not 100% up on that part. Got it. Well, had it smoke. Great. And, you know, nice, smooth, high, not too much. I was worried I was going to need to start taking a little bit of a weed hiatus, which is good to do every once in a while. Lower your tolerance a little. Yeah, and it just seems to make me enjoy it a little bit more, too, once I come back on it. Although usually I sort of wait until I get sick and then I have a natural not want desire, non-desire to smoke. <laughs> Your body forces a weed fast. Yeah, it's like, nah. Although I do usually <laughs> still smoke some, I just usually don't smoke as much. <laughs> right. <laughs> Scaled back a little. Yeah, it's usually like... I might smoke only like every other day or something. Like that. <laughs>
five minute timer just went off. Okay. I'm starting to get some browned crispy parts. Yeah, a little bit of, up at the top. Yeah. Oh, my second bit of uh, the squash that I added more fatty stuff to is sliding out of the top of the shell. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that's going to taste good. It is going to taste good. I just, it's going to be a little messy because I just turned them around and it was like, oh, little uh, squash avalanche happening here. <laughs> squash avalanche. Squash avalanche. I think I might go just a few more minutes. I am, I'm definitely giving serious thought to turning on the broiler, but I want to wait until I take my mushrooms out. Oh. But I don't burn them. I forgot you put your mushrooms back in. Mine are pretty burnt. I mean, that's how I like my bacon anyway, but. Oh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. They look like little bacon pieces. Yeah, they do. I think yours. I guess. Bacon even mine do. Well, it came, they came pre-sliced like that. So (laughs) I didn't do it. Cut my fresh ones a little bit thicker, but clearly. (laughs) My timer is going off in a minute. Oh, the whipped cream. Oh, the whipped cream, indeed. <laughs> Back to this gross sound. I'm going to pull out my mushrooms. Okay. Baby. And there goes the time. And I think I'm going to measure, I'm going to see what temperature I'm at here. Okay. I think I'm going to turn on my broil. Okay. I swear this second pot, this podcast will have a second life as an ASMR thing. <laughs> okay. Well, my second one that I put in is a lot warmer than the one I put in that I filled and it was cold. Interesting. Wait, now I'm confused. Is this this now? <laughs> Got back in there and now it's hot. I don't understand what's happening. Uh-oh. Uh, hi, Isabella. Oh, no, you're still here. No, there's no kitty food for you today. <laughs> you got to stop with the kitty food, Isabella. I'm laughing at your sounds, sorry. I bet, because this is so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, this is better. Is speed important or consistency? Well, now I don't know how to answer that question. You mean consistency of mixing over going at different speeds? Yeah, or like, would this be faster if you just went like really fast for a while? Or is it more important to keep a steady pace and just like do it longer? Well, it's going to go a lot faster the faster you whip it. So (laughs) that's why you can hear me kind of trying to go quicker okay i'll just keep whipping away then but like more importantly it's to like take your wrist down and lift and flick because that flicking is how you aerate so like you want to kick it down and in and up down and in and up and like very fast so, okay like you're scrambling eggs yes exactly okay exactly exactly and this should actually whip a little bit faster because you've got cheese in there so that cheese is going to add structure Mm. it enhances your fat (laughs) yeah it does (laughs) oh i think mine's done what how did you i can't get mine to do that show me your cream do you have a metal list yeah is that making a difference i think help you okay i was worried about the sound with the metal one much better i'm sure Yeah, I think that, uh, you're, well, now it's got, your your noise canceling actually works quite well. Oh, okay. But I seem to remember reading or thing somewhere that silicone-coated whisks aren't always great for whisking. Mm. 
remember why that might be, though. I don't remember the science part of that. Got it. Oh, good. My my mushrooms crisped up really nice. Perfect. Oh, there you go. All right. So dehydrated ones got really crispy. And some of the smaller pieces are real crispy. Oh, those are perfect. Yeah, bitch. I'm so glad. Not easy to chop after they've been uh, toasted. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe if you wanted to make like mushroom bacon bits, you should cut them up first. Okay. Would, you know, cut down on your baking time too. So. Right. So yeah, like if you wanted to make, oh, for salads, make little like mushroom bacon. Ooh. Okay. I This is like not thickening. I guess. I don't know what to do. Okay. Ooh. How cold is it? I mean, at this point, the I mean, the bowl is still pretty cold. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So you started whipping yours before I started whipping mine, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's getting some bubbles now, but it's not really thickening that much. I, I hate to tell you this, but I think the only way forward is to just keep going at this point. Okay. Okay. Then I'm going to keep going. Because I do think it took a little bit longer before. Okay. Doing, doing it the first time, I... When I did it, it took a while to do the whipped cream. So, okay. and, and maybe this is why they tell you to use an electric mixer. Yep. They're like, don't even bother trying to mix it by hand. It's yeah. Fast. Although you did it really fast. Well, only after it sat in the fridge after I'd done it. So I don't know. Maybe you need to put it back in the fridge. I guess I'm going to. Yeah. All right. All right. Mine looks really toasty. So I'm going to pull it out. I think I better pull my stuff out too. My squash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Encourage the bunnies to come inside. Busy. I'm going to lock you in, Missy thing. Yes, I'm going to lock you in there. It's that time. Yeah. Well, it's getting, it's going to be kind of cold here tonight. Quite chilly. I bet. Once I know everybody's inside, I might close up the door. Yeah. 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 So I think I definitely got a little carried away on the fattiness in the second one that I filled. Okay. Clearly just melting out of the squash. So the, the the one that I didn't put have as much fat in, the structural integrity is much better. Right? Mine's real loose. Yeah, mine feels like it's going to fall out of the shell. Yeah. So I probably could have even done less cream than I did. I didn't even use the full amount either. Oh, that's right. So, okay, if I get my cream out again and I can't get it to whip, can I use an immersion blender? Oh, sure. Can I do that anyway? Okay. Do that anyway. New plan. New plan. Um, Just because, yeah, that'll basically just whip it. So whip it good. Whip it good. What am I going to do with these four chops? (laughs) Okay. I'm going to blend real quick. Go for it. Okay. Okay. Final. Still not done? (laughs) I know. I don't know. It got kind of weird. It's like cottage cheese. Ah, uh, shit. Took it too far. Shit. There's like still a bunch of liquid and then this cottage cheese stuff. Oh. Huh. Maybe I'm just putting extra Parmesan on top. <laughs> Maybe you are. Yeah. That sounds reasonable to me. I can try again tomorrow because I'm going to bake an- the other half. Right. So I can try again. And maybe I'll just double it and use the KitchenAid. Yeah. Okay. Well... I think that covers it. I think so. Oh, no. no. Oh. What's happening? Oh, my. There's a big uh, cream that's the side of mine. There's a big what? 
a big well I said I made a noise I didn't really and so like I had them kind of like pretty little piles but it's obviously a bit too warm to maintain <laughs> a pile of popping a little squishy it fell off the side it just melted <laughs> twice baked butternut squash with macon with macon and pecans and chives and <laughs> cream. and cream and cream and more cream and butter mm. And some spices we're not talking about that are so delicious. Well, we talked about them before. That's true. Good point. All right. Well, there we go. I think I think this is good. I've taken far too pictures. Of- <laughs> we will not be lacking for pictures this episode. I think we did better than we've done before. I think ever. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, definitely ever. This is a big day. It's a big day. Oh, forgetting this isn't sparkling wine and it, that it's actually beer and that you have to pour beer at a different angle than what are you drinking framboise ah got it something that's ridiculously sweet <laughs> okay so once again i'm serving my twice baked butternut squash and macon with some kidney beans and sauteed spinach and, and gretchen's having yeah boar chop yeah boar chops totally normal things Totally normal. Totally normal. Most super normal person you'll ever fucking meet. (laughs) Another wonderful, absolutely thrilling, absolutely entertaining and educational high gluttony. High gluttony. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Or no, I don't know. Are we canceling? Is Thanksgiving canceled? Not good. I forget. Well, I think we can still have Thanksgiving, but we have to also honor what the real story is and not just what our history teachers told us growing up not the the really totally made up bullshit that they fed us as children yeah yeah that yeah that whole our whole life thing that whole thing yeah so yeah happy november everyone enjoy time with your family if that's what's happening we actually will have one more episode out before the big turkey day And then, yeah, because we'll have, well, this one, Duchess Potatoes goes, oh, no, this is the last one before Thanksgiving. What? (laughs) I forgot what we were doing. I was like, did we discuss releasing one more episode before Thanksgiving? I forget. Nope. Just just don't know what time is. Oh, well, that's all right. It's 2020. No one knows what time is anymore. (laughs) It doesn't exist. (laughs) I guess. See you next time then. Yep. See y'all in December. See you in December. Find us on highgluttony.com, Instagram, and YouTube, and Facebook, all the places. All the places, except Twitter. We haven't done the Twitter yet. No. Not much for Twitter. I love Twitter on my own, but as an information share, I don't know. It, we can't, I don't know. Whatever, doesn't matter. Twitter, not our thing. Not our thing. <laughs> Maybe someday but not today. Yeah. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye.